Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 70 of the Big Boo Cast. This week we're going to talk about a thousand different things. We're going to talk about some soup recipes, Melanie's reaction to Broad Church. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes. We're going to talk about some makeup. We're going to talk about our thoughts on the National Championship game. Basically just a hodgepodge. But as always, we're really glad that you're here for the hodgepodge and we hope you enjoy it. So here's episode 70. Hope you're having a great week and thanks so much for being here. Hey everybody, this is Sophie. This is Boo Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Melanie is recovering from the plague. The plague. Yes, I'm finally today as I thought, I think last Tuesday was when I got it. So I'm on day, what would that be day seven today? <laughs> yes, it would. Day so, seven. Yeah. So and I'm almost I was just saying my energy level isn't quite what it usually is, which probably doesn't mean much. But I am. Um, but yesterday I got up, got dressed, put makeup on for the first time. And I can't even tell you how long and went to church and then I cooked some soup for dinner and it was like I got in bed last night and I was like well I am exhausted I mean that (laughs) that was a full day that was a full day going but it was kind of a busier day because church it was the first technically it was our first Sunday to meet that month and so my job is to go pick up breakfast tacos so Mm -hmm. there was a lot of running around Mm -hmm. I will say Mm -hmm. in my defense so um and the soup was very elaborate so well what kind of soup was it I made this. It was really good. I was going to, um, I'll give you the link. It's, okay. um, it's from, I've been getting a lot of stuff off of that. Give me some oven website, yes. which is where I found the cranberry margaritas, but she has some really good. And this is an Italian lentil soup, um, which she made it. Apparently she is sometimes maybe vegetarian or she makes a lot of vegetarian stuff. But of course I put Italian sausage in it. Well, uh, it just belonged there. I mean, it was, she would have too if she knew how delicious it was. Absolutely. Well, uh-huh. and she said it would be a good addition, but it was really delicious. So it was like, um, it was celery and carrots and onion and you saute all that. And then you put in like two cans of fire roasted tomatoes mm. um, and chicken broth. And then you do lentils. So it was real thick and hearty. It was a good winter winter soup. So uh, we had that with some garlic bread and you put some Parmesan cheese on top. It was good. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I feel like it was hearty enough. Like Perry kind of was like, eh, he wasn't real excited. <laughs> soup, you know, <laughs> but then when I think when he saw how hearty it was, it, it sold it a little bit more. I made a big thing. I think it was Friday of um, chicken tortilla soup. And I mean, it made a pot full. I had to I like, it was kind of like the, it turned out to be the kind of thing where it was like, well, I don't want to eat this for the sixth meal. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it really, I, next time I need to half it. But it was yeah. good. Yeah, I know. And I feel like my people have a shelf life on how much soup they'll eat. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it kind of, so anyway, so, but it's, it's cold. So it feels like a very soupy, uh, soupy type weather. Well, you know, we had, um, I guess Friday, it started to sleet and then mm-hmm. we never really got snow, at least not where we live. 
but it sleeted and then everything was so cold that nothing really thawed. Yeah. And so anyway, because we had a day off Friday with the mm-hmm. sleet coming and then we had a day off today because some of the roads and bridges still are icy. Wow. They'll, they'll, hopefully they'll, they should all thaw out by this afternoon because it's warmer today. But um, okay. anyway, so we could, I mean, we, like we couldn't have gotten up our driveway. Yeah. Well, because your driveway is pretty steep. Yeah. And so we, we got up yesterday. But mm-hmm. um, anyway. So we're home for like the fourth day in a row. And I was, I was just on Voxer a second ago um, with a couple of friends of mine. And I really like, we all kind of agreed that we're in that mode where um, I'll just stay home all the time and never go anywhere. If that's okay with everybody, like just, just here, my pajamas is fine. I know. Well, it's funny because I had really thought, cause we really have been, I mean, Perry got the flu Two days after Christmas, he started feeling bad. So he got it. And so Caroline and I were still functioning. We were like functional members of society for, I guess, five days after that. But it was he was here. And so normally he goes hunting and takes her hunting and all that stuff. But then she got it. And then I got it. And so, like, I feel like we have been housebound Mm -hmm. and, like, together. Together. Like I dropped her off at school this morning and thought we've been together for really like three weeks solid, like attached at the hip, like morning, <laughs> noon and night. Did you honk and wave when you dropped her off? I, well, you'll <laughs> laugh, but I, but I, it's telling though, cause I got tickled because we sat down to eat dinner like last night and I thought we don't have one thing to say to each other because all we've done is be in this house together. That's Nobody's right. lived any kind of outside life. We haven't mm-hmm. talked to anybody. We haven't gone anywhere. We haven't done anything mm-hmm. like there's nothing. But this morning when I was dropping Caroline off, she said, when we pulled up to school, she goes, Ugh. she said, I thought I would feel more ready for it when I saw it. And this was my response. I said, well, this is your reality and you can either find joy in it or you can choose to be sad about it. But your day is going to be reflected by what your attitude is when you walk in. That's and right, I was Mike like, Brady. goodbye. You... I love you. Have a great day. Yeah. Get it, Mike Brady. Yeah, I was so. Yeah. We may like, have had a similar discussion when I <laughs> dropped off yesterday at the first lacrosse practice. We may have had yeah. something similar going on. Uh-huh. This is your reality. Mm-hmm. So, um, because I'm like, you've been out of school for forever. And I'm like, and I know that in an ideal world, I appreciate that you've been able to watch all six seasons of The Office on Netflix over Christmas break. But maybe it's time to re-engage, yeah. says the mother who's sitting here in her pajamas <laughs> at noon. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it funny how we tend to go after our own tendencies? Yes. <laughs> because. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's you it. see their inner hermit, like there, you see their, um, that introvert really like coming on strong and you think, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that's, I was like, no, you need to get out and see your friends and whatever. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm going back home. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm going to have my groceries delivered and I'm going to stay in my pajamas, <laughs> but you need to get out and embrace the world. That's right. I've make already done that. Yes, make a difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, but in all my justification for today is, is I'm like for the first day, and I can't remember how long I have the house all to myself. Perry is gone. She is gone. And it's like, so I'm trying to get a lot of stuff done. So I did have like a, I had a conference call. So I'm, I'm being fairly productive in the whole scheme of things. That's good. Um, but only because like I told you, you know, I had started watching Broadchurch on Netflix. Oh, and, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do not care for it. I did not care for it. 
So um, it was beautiful. And everybody said the scenery is beautiful. The town of Broadchurch looks beautiful. I, and it's a compelling story. But I was like, it's too sad. It was too, it's too depressing. I couldn't keep watching it. Not for you. Not for me. Not for me. I, I think I've decided that as I get older, and this kind of explains why I liked La La Land so much. I want my entertainment to be like an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. But That's like a I good escape. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I want a happy ending. I don't want to watch something that either makes me real fearful of what would that look like if that happened in my own life. Because I can go to that place without watching a TV show about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I, I want happy endings and I want everybody to fall in love and I want things to be beautiful. And that's because real life is real life. And I feel like it's hard enough. So I want all the happy. So you watched the Golden Globes last night. Uh, We texted a little bit about it. You went to to bed before I could, before I really got into it. Yeah, I, um, well, I followed on Twitter, I followed kind of what was going on. And, you know, Perry was still awake. So I couldn't really, because there's nothing worse than having on an award show while he's watching. So I didn't even bother. And um, so anyway, but yes, now I have totally caught up on the Golden Globes. I've pretty much watched most of it. Well, I loved what Emma Stone said in her speech when she said that it was a movie for dreamers, that La La Land was a movie for dreamers. And I thought that's the whole thing. That's where it just reels you in. It just taps right into that part of your heart and your brain that that is idealistic and that you know, I'll, you know, I always say like I've never had a dream. That's just not my personality by nature, but I am captivated by it when I kind of see it in action. There's yes. something in me, I think, that, that wants to be more of a dreamer. Maybe. I don't know. Yes. Well, there's something in all of us that it's that thing of you want to pursue the thing that you love or the thing that brings you joy and to see the fulfillment of that. And I don't know. It's mm-hmm. that whole that's it's life. It's like you're going to take a chance, take a leap of faith, all that kind of stuff. So what do you think about the dresses? I thought, well, I thought Viola Davis won Dress of the Night. I, I did thought she too. Looked phenomenal. She looked like a million dollars. I mean, that color and on her skin and her hair and the uh-huh. whole, I mean, and it helps that I think it looks like maybe she does some arm weights, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like maybe she's she's done some of that, maybe. She's done a push-up every now and then. Yeah, I mean, she, she looks just, like a real person, though. Like, she looks yes. like, a, like a real fit person Mm -hmm. not like a a hanger you know what I mean she looks like she looks great yeah she looks like you could see her like she could be in like carpool line at school you know like she's she's not unattainable but she was just it was the whole look was so striking so I thought she was the best um I did love Emma Stone's dress because I I thought that it was very fairy tale princess and I Mm -hmm. thought that fit um especially for the role that she had and all that stuff with the little stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Nicole Kidman was tragic. I don't, remember, I, don't, I don't remember what Nicole Kidman had on. It was bad. And you know, she's so beautiful, mm-hmm. but it just looked, and I think she's one that I like her better in color because I think her whole look can look ice princess mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. but she looked real. It had these real wonky sleeves that kind of <laughs> hung, hung down. I didn't. Sounds very uh, attractive. It was, it was not, it was terrible. Um, I'm trying to think who else I thought looked really good. What about you? Who'd you like? Same as you, shockingly. Yeah. I loved, um, I loved Emma Stone's dress and I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a point where it all kind of starts to look alike. 
Like, yes. Like, sorry, Hollywood, but it all sort of starts to look alike. Yeah. Reese uh, Witherspoon had on that bright yellow. She looked really good in hers, yeah. too. She looks good in yellow, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She does, which you wouldn't think because she's a blonde, but it works for her. Um, but I think that was, I mean, those were kind of my, my highlights. I thought, like you, I thought Viola Davis won. I thought she was mm-hmm. stunning. Yeah, she was beautiful. I um, I will tell you that Sarah Jessica Parker, sometimes I want to say, and I get maybe it's like her fashion thing, but sometimes it just feels like a lot. Like I felt like the hair with the white and the whole, it was very Princess Leia, which maybe she said she wasn't trying to do that, but I think that makes it worse if she wasn't trying to do it. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it was very, that braid and all the stuff. I don't know. I did not care for that. I wonder how much too, you know, everything's so HD now. And I feel like we used to see people at these shows and everybody was very ethereal and it looked sort of like there was Vaseline on the screen Mm -hmm. all the time. And now you see people and you're like, okay, whoa, now they're like, you know what I mean? I think that, I don't know. Mm -hmm. If they're like, in fact, I was, I was reading some fashion thing and it was like a golden globe, like, like retrospective. And it was talking about 2007. Everybody was especially OD'd on the self tanner. Like that was a particularly orange year at the golden globes. I felt like some of the guys last night had OD'd a little bit on the self tanner. Yeah, it was, I think a little self tanner goes a long way, especially on HDTV, you know, on high definition. You can look a little orange. Did you see my text? Where I thought Pierce Brosnan was dead, and yes. I, was, <laughs> I was very surprised when they I could not. It was late. <laughs> I was trying to catch up on the DVR, and when they announced him, I was like, "Oh, somebody has made a terrible error. He's dead." But He's I think dead. I confused Alan Thicke dying with Pierce Brosnan dying. I get them mixed. I, I get them mixed up sometimes. Yeah, that's understandable. They both kind of have that similar look. Well, it was funny because when I got that, t- I didn't get it till this morning. Because I was so exhausted from soup and church <laughs> that I had to go to bed early right. last night. Right. But I, um, but when I got that text, I was like, well, now that you mention it, like if you had told me, you know, Pierce Brosnan's dead, I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny how you just don't. But I really, I was so shocked. And I, like, <laughs> I, it, like, to me, we were on the verge of like a big social media moment when somebody introduced Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and forgot that he was dead. <laughs> But yet he is well, very alive. He's very yeah. alive. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sure he's so relieved that he's. Well, sure. As that you he, would be. Yeah. As you would be that you were not dead. He did not make the in memoriam tribute or whatever. So um, oh. who else? And then everybody seemed really glad to see Brad Pitt. Yes. They seemed mm-hmm. very glad to see Brad Pitt. And I saw mm-hmm. a headline about that this morning, but I didn't read the article. Oh, um, okay. But I do think that people were very glad. He got a warm reception. Yeah, yeah. I think people feel for people that have been through a hard personal year. You yes. know what I mean? So, I think so, too. Uh, I do love the Golden Globes, though, because you, you, like, you can tell. I mean, you see how everybody's talking to each other during the commercials and all that kind of stuff. And then whoever has to announce an award after a commercial, it's like it's like a, a class at school where nobody yes. will be quiet. Like, they're just, they just finally just talk over people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, they keep that bar open, too. So everybody, <laughs> it's... Everybody's a little loose. Yeah, it's a little lively, I feel like. Yeah, but I would think that would be so much, because, I mean, the Academy Awards, I mean, I get it, and don't get me wrong. If I ever were to get nominated for one, I would gladly sit in the audience. I I hope your acting really, really takes off, too. I really, I really, 
I felt like this could be my year. I've, I, just between me and you, I feel like this really could be my year. I feel like the movies are saying, you know what we need? We need more 45-year-olds in their pajamas <laughs> to award. Who um, actually have never acted. Yeah, who have mm-hmm. no acting skills mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that's that's really what we're looking for. But I think just sitting in those chairs, I mean, it's just that's a long time to sit. Mm-hmm. Is no what I'm doubt. Um, which I don't know. Do we know who's hosting the Academy Awards this year? I don't. Why did I know. I, what's my, my immediate reaction was James Corden, but I don't know that that's true. Oh, that sounds, I think that sounds true. Hold on. I'm going to Google it while we're sitting here. Okay. I thought Jimmy Fallon, I thought his opening, the La La Land, of course I liked it. I thought it was great, but I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of him throughout the show. No, I don't think he had nearly the the opportunity sort of to, to host like maybe it was when it was or the way it was structured when it was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. And maybe that was by design. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I just thought it did not seem like we saw very much of him. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay. Jimmy Kimmel. Well, James Corden, I think would have been, I would have preferred that, but. I've but never whatever. watched Jimmy Kimmel show. Um, I think I've watched like just every now I've watched a couple of, just brief, but it's usually been when he's interviewed somebody that I've wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, I don't really watch his show either. But you know, I don't even watch. I mean, I'll go back and watch like clips of mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon, but I don't watch Jimmy Fallon every night either, just because I'm really either. not in bed. I mean, I'm ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Any okay. Other, any other Golden Globe thoughts? Um, no. I think that I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> And we're done. And that's all. Okay. Oh, do you have any more Golden Globe thoughts? No, I have no more Golden Globe thoughts. Okay. I have zero yeah. Golden Globe mm-hmm. thoughts. I have mm-hmm. really no, th- I have no thoughts on anything except that it's cold and um, I don't want to leave my house anymore and, um, and I'm gearing up to be out of town a lot in the months of January and February. So I'm trying to kind of mentally get ready for that. Yes, I know. I feel like, I kind of feel like that's it too, is I'm like, once we, like when I got, because Caroline's got school soccer tryouts today and tomorrow, and then she's got, and then her club soccer team will start practicing next week. And then I looked at my speaking schedule and stuff that I have. And I'm like, here's the deal. I'm going to enjoy this downtime while I have it. Cause once we get going, like I'm going to look up and it's going to be May and I'm going to be exhausted. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like we've got so much life to do between now and then. Same. That I don't really feel bad about the bat the downtime right now. Now, did you watch The Bachelor by any chance this past week? I did not, but I did read. Um, I read a c- couple of different recaps, so I may watch it. I just I haven't really watched The Bachelor in so long that I wasn't invested in who anybody is. But I did see that some girl dressed as a shark that she kept saying <laughs> was a dolphin, and so that I mean I can't. How are you going to turn that down? Well, I mean, I don't I don't know what you're looking for in television, but I mean that would have to be right up there. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I, I, I started to watch it. I was going to watch it. I had recorded it and I really got about 20 minutes in and I was like, I don't have patience for this anymore. Like, yes. I don't, I don't have any patience. And even my girls at school were like, yeah, I don't know. You know, that, yeah. like, there's something I think about the dynamic of the whole thing this season where I, okay. like, I watch Ben's season because he seems, you know, I don't know. It had a different vibe. I think this one could maybe be a little bit of a train wreck but not that they're okay. all not in their own sweet and special way but yes all that to say i did not watch it 
Yeah, no, I haven't. And I think that falls under too. I'm not going to watch it in live TV. So now something has to be something that I either want to stay up late to watch after everybody goes to bed or that I want to devote some time the next day to watch. Yes. Yes. And so that list is becoming increasingly small. There's This Is Us, obviously, which is tomorrow night is the new one. So I'm excited about that. Um, And then on PBS, the new Masterpiece Theater, I think it starts a week from... Or maybe I don't know. It in a the week, fifteenth, yeah. I saw okay, last night. Victoria. Well, and that know, looks good. We watch. That's part of my. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no I'm go just... ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. No, we watched Sherlock last night, which you know I love. Oh, yeah. Sherlock, and so, mm-hmm. but it's just three episodes, and so, um, but we actually, I mean, we just waited a little bit. We started watching that not too long after it came on, and it was okay. great, but um. But I'm saying, like, the, the list of stuff that I'm actually going to sit down and watch is smaller and smaller and smaller. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I thought Victoria, because that falls into my goals of 2017, I had to think of the year of more royalty. <laughs> what I need is more British royalty. And so that, and it may not be a happy ending, but it's okay because if it's pretty enough, I don't care. Right. You know, yes. if it has drama and all that in it. Um, so, that's that's my qualification. That's what I need. Well, I looked this week to see if there was any new news on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, but there was really not, yes. There was not. Much, I did not find anything. Well, did you see though that they vacationed in Norway? Well, yeah, I saw that. Of course, I saw that. But I mean, okay. as far as like you know, no people are speculating that he's going to propose or anything like that. I did not see. No, I didn't see. I did see that he has met her dad though. Okay. Yeah, that was, but apparently he met him like six months ago. So, but he has met him. So I thought that was interesting. Um, And then I was relieved to see on another world note that, uh, that QE2 made it to church yesterday. She and I both recovered from our colds in time to make it to church on Sunday. I saw that yesterday afternoon and I almost forwarded you the article just in case (laughs) you missed it. Like, I felt like, alert, alert, the queen (laughs) made it to church. She's emerged and she was at church and she looked great. Listen, we should all look that good after having a three week long cold. She had on that royal blue. She looked phenomenal. So, um, but she was at church, but I was so intrigued to see that the Middletons were there also. I was like, it was a whole family affair. So we need to go to England. It's really what we're, we're where we're landing. It's we need to go to that, England. That really is the one place I would really, really like to go. Me too. It, because I would be so intrigued to see all of that. And I feel like, um, yeah, I could have a lot of buy-in to a trip to England. I think that would be super fun because I think like, here's what's fascinating to me about this. And I'm never going to get to know the answer to this question, but do you think the Middletons like every now and then, like, and I know this has been their reality for a while, but they're like, well, we just went to church with the queen. Well, sure they do. Like, I, they would have they to. People. I mean, they, they were just would. normal people. Yes, like just mm-hmm. how did this happen? Like, here we are, we're at church with the queen. Well, I would, I mean, I would even go far, so far as to say, like, as a parent, I think you have certain, you know, things that you hope for your, your children, all that kind of stuff. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It got super staticky and I thought you were gone. Oh, no, I'm here. Okay. I'm so glad. Um, But I think you have, you have certain hopes for your kids. Yes. But but even with that, I don't think on any level you've ever thought, you know what? I hope Caroline is a princess one day. Yes, exactly. I hope she marries royalty. I hope she uh-huh. finds herself at boarding school with yeah. <laughs> with mm-hmm. the heir to the British throne. 
that's not a really a scenario that you come up with. So I would all. think for sure they would have to think this is the weirdest thing ever. We're at church with the queen. Yeah. I mean, I would think that would, that that would, that there would be a part of that that would always feel like, wow, this is so surreal that here we are, you know, and that our daughter is, you know, this, she's married to the future King of England. I don't know. That's very surreal. I don't know what the American equivalent of that would be. Eh, I don't either. It used to be being married to JFK Jr. Yeah. It would have been, yeah, it would have been the Kennedys. You know? Yeah, the Kennedys, but now not so much. So I, I don't think we have any, we, we don't have any delusions about any, or, yeah, I mean, I would say like, we don't, we don't see people through a fog anymore in this country. So we don't idealize anybody. Well, that's I, true. I think you still get to idealize the royals a little bit because there is so much that we just don't know. Like there's, that's you know, true. So we get to make all that up in our head. But as far as our country, we don't get to make up anything in our heads about anybody anymore. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because it's just all out there. It's all out there. And most of it is in some way discouraging a lot of times. It is. Well, I'm going to tell you. Well, and I'll tell you what got on my nerves is everybody jumped all over Jenna Bush last night, which I did not see it. But apparently she referred to the movie Hidden Figures as Hidden Fences. And there is a movie called Fences and there is Hidden Figures. And I'm like, you're on live TV and you're trying to manage all these things. And everybody was so mean. And I thought, people, do you want that job? Like, I just thought, (laughs) back off. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. It's you a know, lot of pressure. like I thought we're so quick to criticize. And I thought, I, I mean, I wouldn't get on there and do any better. You know what I mean? Like she did her best and she messed up. But I did notice today and I was very heartened to see that Octavia Spencer had tweeted her and said, don't worry about it. We all make mistakes. Like whatever. Thanks for your apology. And I thought, well, good for you, Octavia Spencer. Hey, Octavia Spencer, did I tell you this? That I feel like, like when we went to the movies over Christmas, yeah, she was I in like... Yeah, she's in all the previews. I was like, you show Octavia Spencer. You're in every movie. You're Michael Caine now. Like, you're in every movie. (laughs) That's so funny you say that. I was just about to say the same thing when Caroline and I went, because we went and saw Moana, and then we went and saw La La Land. And it was that same, and Caroline doesn't know who she is. I mean, she knows her from the help, but she didn't know her name as an actress. And she leaned over to me at some point after, like, the third preview, and she said, Mama, she said, that lady is in every movie. And I said, she is. Said she is. She's in every movie. So she's been busy. Good for her. I know. I mean, and I love her. I think she's such a great actress. But it is funny because I'm like, how much time? Like, what How? What percentage of her life has been on a film set over the last, like, two years? I would say a significant amount. A lot. Yeah. Because she's in everything. She's mm-hmm. in everything. Which I do want to go see Hidden Figures. I um, do too. I've just been waiting to recover before I could go out in public, but that's, that's one of my, I'd had big plans to see at least two or three more movies over Christmas and the flu derailed me. I know. I want to see hidden figures. I want to see that Jessica Chastain movie, um, Mrs. Sloan, you know, I like, yeah. any, which has not come here yet, but I like any kind of government. You know how I feel about that. Any sort mm-hmm. of conspiracy government agency. I'm in like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're buying that. I'm buying that. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to see Hidden Figures. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see, there was something else I wanted to see. I can't remember. But oh, no. anyway, we have goals. Yeah. yeah, we have goals to see some movies. I have decided, but in this time, I have decided I'm not going to go see Manchester by the Sea. 
Okay. I've rolled that out. I feel like everybody's talked about that it's beautiful, that it's paced so well, that it's all this stuff, but that it's, I feel like every time I saw it was somebody's Instagram and somebody said it is very, very, very sad. And I thought the three fairies to describe it, I think, <laughs> sent me over the edge. Well, I can make I, Kendall very sad, but very, very, very sad is more than I can deal with. Well, I think I told you, but when we left the theater, there was an older couple that had been sitting in front of us and then they had friends who were with them. And mm-hmm. so when we walked out of the theater, they were all four out there. And one of the women said, well, I have never seen so much hurt in my life. (laughs) And the other woman looked at all of them and she said, would y'all like to get a drink or is it too early? So so she said, let's go to macaroni's, which I thought was so funny because she was talking about macaroni grill. She said, let's go to macaroni's if that's okay with y'all. And so she looked at her husband and she said, we're going to go to Macaroni's and get a drink. But here's the thing. I will say there's something about it. It was sad. It was so sad. But there was an honesty about it. I don't know. I think I feel like it was an angle on sadness that we don't see a lot in movies. Okay. And okay. I felt like that was interesting. I felt like the storytelling, like the way the whole thing unfolded was yeah. brilliant. Because... Okay. I have a whole thing where I like it when a writer or a screenwriter or a real life writer will trust the audience enough to not feel like they have to explain everything all at one time, like to leave some questions hanging in the air for a while. Mm -hmm. And I thought Mm -hmm. that, that it did that beautifully, but would I say that it's, um, it's not a cheerful movie by any stretch. I think it's a thought provoking one. But if you're looking for a movie that'll make you want a day drink, (laughs) it's just the ticket. (laughs) I got so tickled at them. I got so tickled. Oh, too bad you couldn't have invited go to macaroni's with them. I know, I know. They were so funny. Mm. Oh Um, god! I thought they were so cute too because they were on they were on little you know day dates with their husbands. And yeah, um, although I guess when you're retired, like everything's a day date. But I was going to say that too. mm -hmm. So anyway, I liked it. All right, so. Is there anything on the horizon? Have you, I know, like, since you've been sick, has that interfered at all with your online, like, scouring for, for deals and fashion and products? Um, <coughs> I will tell you that I, this is, I did get real tickled at myself because I thought this is the kind of stuff that when you're sick and there's nothing you can do that you do. Because I watched a one hour Facebook video of Edie Wadsworth getting her makeup done. <laughs> One hour. I'm on link to that. Um, It was on Facebook, and it's a real cute girl doing her makeup. And I, I was kind of in a fever delirium, so I don't even know. But I, I don't know why. But it was so soothing to me, and I kept thinking, (laughs) why am I watching this? But I just, I was so. It just, I love Edie Mm -hmm. so much anyway, and she had Mm -hmm. like Johnny Cash mix playing in the background. So I just like sat in my fever stupor and just watched her get her makeup done. And, um, and listen to them talk and, um, but anyway, she mentioned, I, I know she mentioned several products. I don't remember what any of them were, but the one that stuck with me was some sort of, is it that it brand? You know what I'm talking about? IT? Yes. It cosmetics. It's a, it's a collagen veil primer that you put on your face. Um, and it's got all these, it's got 50 different anti-aging. <laughs> <laughs> listen, sister, you may have had a fever. But it didn't affect your memory. 
no for beauty products at all no well because what i mean because you sit up straight when you hear 50 different anti-aging properties um but it worked out because I'm I need an I'm out of primer and so I had been thinking I need to get a new primer but I was like I don't know that I loved my old primer enough that I'd buy that one again. Sure. And so mm-hmm. when they mentioned this one I was like oh that looks like just the ticket. So it's this um but I think they only sell it at Ulta. I can't remember that for sure, but it's a it anti like collagen veil something and it's supposed to like fill in lines and it's supposed to be good for your skin at the same time. Well, so, how could you possibly resist? I know, but I got real tickled because it was all the other. I bet they put like six different layers of eyeshadow on Edie. I was, and it looked mm-hmm. beautiful, but mm-hmm. I laughed because I thought, and I I got real tickled Edie because she knew what every shade was too. She was like, is that Mac something something? And I was like, that's a woman who knows her makeup right there. That's right. That's you know, right. every individual shade, but she did it. They did a great job. It was. Um, but it did take an hour and I thought that's, I can't commit that much time to my face. Well, I think I, I may have told you, but I went in Sephora like the weekend after Christmas, I think after lunch, just, I needed powder. I needed Mm -hmm. um, blush. I just needed a few things. And when I went over to get my eyeliner, one of the girls he was working, she was like, you know, there's a new naked palette. Um, Mm. It was like, it was like this the smoky eye or the night eye or whatever. And I said, Oh, I have a feeling that's too much for me. Like I don't, I don't wear a lot of color on my eyes. Yeah. And she, she pulled it out and I was like, I wear like the, the naked basics palette. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know. and she pulled it out and it was some purples and some oh. magentas and some, yeah, some bright blues. It was, it was something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not really in your wheelhouse of color. No, uh-uh. I'm more of a taupe to like a sand kind of person. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just go, well, and this girl that was doing Edie's makeup, she said that if you really like, as you get older, really, you should leave the whole bottom of your eye clean. I have heard that as well. Yes. That you don't put anything. I mean, now if you're wanting to do a smoky eye, obviously that's not true. But if you're just wanting a daytime youthful look that you should not put anything on your bottom lid, even mascara. Really? Yeah, which, I mean, that would have to be, it would depend. Because if you're a blonde, I think you've got to have the mascara. Yeah, I, I look like, honestly, like my, my eyes sort of disappear if I don't have mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You know. So, it I, and it looked really pretty. I mean, but then, of course, but Edie was not having that. So, she did have something on the bottom. because. <laughs> um, and I'm same. Like, I mean, I can do, like, on a normal day-to-day you know, I'm not going to bother to do that. But if I'm getting dressed up for something or doing something where I know I'm going to have my picture taken, I like that liner on the bottom. Now, yeah, I like the liner on the bottom too. Sometimes just because I like for to feel like, hey, everybody, I have eyes. Yes, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see mm-hmm. them better if I line them. Yeah. Now, you, so. you saw the picture that I sent you earlier of the of the groom's cake that looked like a turkey, right? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. It was, it's something else. I have spent, I would say, way too much time trying to figure out how that even, like, structurally that thing even exists. Because it, this was, I posted this on Instagram, but it's a groom's cake that I saw in the Mississippi um, wedding register this morning of a groom's cake that looks like a real live turkey. Mm -hmm. To the point that I thought somebody had had a turkey, like, (laughs) stuffed stuffed and put it on the table, which, I mean, honestly... (coughs) In Mississippi, or really any state where people like to hunt, mm-hmm. that would happen. I mean, you know. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. But that that turkey cake looks as though it's standing up on two legs. I know. So I think it's got to be a round cake. Like it's got to be resting in some sort of round. Oh, that's a good call. Thing, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have really spent some time thinking mm-hmm. about it. But I'm gonna tell you this. And somebody said on Instagram that like you know, the weddings are so elaborate and that they had actually looked at that same magazine, but they felt like all the weddings were the same or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to write up a description of my wedding and reception and put it side by side. Some of these, because I don't know when we suddenly started to have to celebrate every stage of the dating proposal ask your bridesmaids like the mm-hmm. whole thing but my mm-hmm. goodness it is a production it's a huge production it is a huge production it stresses me out i mean if i'd have had to think about save the date cards and she and said yes yeah. and a hashtag and all that that stresses me out so i know we've talked about this before but i was really struck by like mm-hmm. just the elaborate nature of some of these, I mean, they're just events. Like they're just, mm-hmm. they're, they're like multi-layer, lots of, lots of moving part kind mm-hmm. of events. Yeah, they are. They're big staged events. And I mean, and I thought we were fancy because we asked for chocolate strawberries to go around Perry's groom cake. You know, yes, like, that. Ma'am. could we get some chocolate covered strawberries? I know that's asking a lot to go around this simple round cake. Well, you know, my mama made David's groom cake, at groom's cake, and she, oh, she said, "Uh huh," because she was a, she she wanted to do it. Like that was something okay. she wanted to do, and she said, "I want to make carrot cake, because oh. I know I know how you love it." Well, David did not really like carrot cake. Like Mama <laughs> had gotten that mixed up somewhere along the way. It was not his favorite. Yeah, I think my brother-in-law Barry actually really is the one who likes carrot cake. Okay, but she made and he but he didn't say anything. He was like, "That's uh-huh. that'd be great." Yeah. So she made this enormous stacked carrot cake for his groom's cake that I'm not entirely sure he ate because again he didn't really <laughs> like carrot cake. But <laughs> but, but I thought and do I mean you know I don't know it, it just it was the thought else. that counted. It was the well, and that counted. And I I mean I've seen a cake I've seen several cakes like just through Aggie stuff or whatever that people do like a cake replica of like Kyle Field. Yes, ma'am. You know, like the whole stadium, like the whole deal. And I knew one friend who's like a wedding coordinator and they had a whole thing because it was like the whole right half of the stadium collapsed, you know, like <laughs> under the right. And then what do you do? It's terrible. I don't know. I just, it, it does feel like a lot. It feels like a lot. So um, I'm sorry. I just got a text from my ship shopper. Grab a small, is that your phone I hear? No, okay. I don't know what you hear. I'm not doing <laughs> Nope. Just, just the sounds in my mind. Just the sounds in your head. Hey, the last two times I've gone to the grocery store, I have picked up a fat-free half and half, which I'm sure yeah. is a fine product, but it's not what we want. Mm-hmm. And um, because the colors are so similar to the to the regular, and the mm-hmm. fat-free is just sort of slightly darker, and apparently mm. I've lost my ability to recognize visual cues from products. Like, apparently, like, I am easily confused in that area okay. these days. Okay, so... Well, that happens, though. I feel like our HEB has done that where they market their HEB products, but they look like their HEB laundry detergent looks just like Gain. Oh, yeah. We've so talked about that before, I think. Yes. yes. And it's, I, it feels very sneaky to me. It feels mm-hmm. very sneaky. Mm-hmm. So you have to be 
on high alert. I have to be on high alert at the grocery store. So, um, I'm here. Yes, it's the dogs. They're outside. I They're a little stir crazy, too. Mm-hmm. I'm in this weird thing. And I know I talked about this soup, but I'm in this weird thing. And maybe it's because I've just had this cold and maybe I'll get over it. We're like kind of all the food sounds gross to me. <laughs> like I have to eat some like and then I'll eat something. and I'll be like, oh, no, that because the other night Perry was like grilling duck and sausage. And that's usually like one of my very favorites. And the whole time he was cooking it, I thought, I don't think I can eat any of that. I don't think I'm going to be able to eat any of it. That all sounds gross. And then once it was cooked, I ate it and it it tasted good and I was fine. But I did that last night with my soup. I was like, I'm making the soup, but I don't think I can eat like it's like because Perry was like, you know, we have a whole freezer full of frozen fish. And I was like, great. So I started pinning all these fish recipes. And I thought, you know, the problem is I don't really like fish. (laughs) So unless it's fried, that's it. I only want stuff that's fried. (sighs) Oh, and I pinned, I was like, I pinned these like fish fillets that you roll up, you make this crab meat like stuffing and you roll it up and you bake it all and it's fish. And I thought, that's fine, but I know I'm going to cook that and go, that looks gross. I don't want to eat that. It looks too white. I just. <laughs> you went through a thing. I had a stomach virus a couple of years ago and I, all I wanted for really like a month after I wanted a potato or rice. That was it. That's all that sounded good to me, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just like the meats. I was, I was uninterested. Not, yeah. not a fan. Yeah, it just all kind of sounds, I'm like, I can't, and even like now, like I can feel myself, I'm like, I'm kind of hungry, but when I think, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know what to do. I don't, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what I want. Hopefully that'll, that'll all come back around. Yeah, I know. Because in the meantime, because I do know what I want to eat, but it just all feels like junk. I'll be like, I don't know what to eat. Well, maybe I'll have, if I eat four Oreos, then I'll know, you know, so I'm doing a lot of that. So, so very decisive. Yes. Very yes. decisive. Um, so, okay, have we talked about George Michael dying? Didn't we? Yeah, I thought we did last podcast. Well, I I have, I think, I, I don't know if I've But we can either. talk about it again. Well, if you, I still, just, if you need to process. I still need to process a little bit. But I have, I have listened to a lot of, um, a lot of George Michael playlists over the last couple of weeks. I don't know why, mm. for some reason, it, it hit me. Like, but I'm here to tell you, I think his music, m- more than most, has really, it's held up. Yeah, I would agree you know with I mean? that. Yeah, I, think I would agree up. with that. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say about that. That's, well, I that's just needed, good. I just needed to say that. <laughs> and I'm done. Well, I would, I would love to add something to it, but I've been at my house for 12 days and I haven't done anything. Oh, I know. What? Uh, How are you feeling about the national championship game? What are, what's your, do you have any predictions you want to make? Well, keep in mind where I live. Yes, I know. Um, by the way, you know, we're not in school today. Every year it seems like something happens. When an Alabama team is playing for the national championship, which let's face it, is every year. Yes. Um, um, something happens. There's a flood. There's a, there's an ice storm. There's snow coming. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a power outage. Something happens where I feel like we're out of school every year for the national championship game. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so last night when they said we weren't having school today, I was like, well, of course we're not having school. It's the national championship. Like, why would Okay, we? yeah. Alex is not having lacrosse practice. It's... They said they said it's because of the road conditions. Mm, I, but really, everybody's really, I, wanting to. 
mm-hmm. don't know if the road conditions for tonight would be such a concern if there were not also a national championship game being played. Yes. Yeah, I get you. I will say, I, get I think that if there is a year for Clemson to win it, this is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I feel like Clemson has had, they're kind of like Auburn was that year where they've had the right mix of skill and luck, I feel yes. like. Yeah. So things and, have just and, gone their way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do feel like if there was ever a time, I think it's hard to beat Alabama on the skill front alone, if not impossible. No, I no. know, if not impossible. But, um, but I think when you get that right combination of skill and luck, I think you can sometimes the football just goes your way. I agree. But now you so, also, I, but then I, I think also, like, who's better to have a team prepared for the national championship than Nick Saban? You know, I mean, he knows yeah. how that thing's going to go. But I think it's easier for Clemson coming in, having been in that last year, they, they have yes. a better feel for what it's like and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll yeah. be a good game. I hope. Ex- I hope I'm it'll be a good to watch game. It. Yeah, I hope it'll be a good game. Yeah, so it should be. I mean, I I hate when there's a blowout. You know, you just hope that both people show up to play. And then Alabama, of course, has the interesting thing happening with with Lane Kiffin being gone now, and so this is yes. the first game with a different offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. And sometimes I think that that's like, kind of like Orgeron when he started at LSU, like it's an energizer for a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I think it can be a learning curve at a bad point in yes. the, in the year. So I agree. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Like I told okay. you, when I walked in yesterday, we went in to get, we had to get Alex some lacrosse stuff and we walked in the sporting goods place and there were Alabama t-shirts. And I thought, Lord, it has been a long time. It has, I have, there have been many years when I, as a Mississippi state person have had to walk in and be confronted mm-hmm. with all this Alabama merchandise and, and just, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sad for a season of not. Yeah. I know. No offense I'm... to my Alabama friends who were, who were big fans, but yes, I know. I get it. I get it. It's just kind of one of those things. And then you look and you're like, and there's really no end in sight. Like when you look at their recruiting class, you're like, they just continue to like get the best players in the country. I don't think anybody can out coach Nick Saban. I just think he's a football genius and I think he's intense. And I think he's one of the last of the hardcore. This is not about fun you're here to play football kind of mentality. So, um, and I think he gets away with it, but I think other coaches are not necessarily going that same route. Um, so that's what I think. Mm-hmm. So, so who are you um, cheering for? Cause you know, I have, a, I have a lot of sec loyalty in me, a lot of sec loyalty in me. Yes. I think that at the, at the end of the day, I feel like I have to go sec because you feel like, I get so tired of people saying, and listen, A&M didn't do anything to help our cause that like the (laughs) SEC is the powerhouse conference or whatever. Um, But I would, I think I'd have to go conference, but I think ultimately I would love to see it be, I love those games where it comes down to like the last minute of the game. You know, I would, I would love to see it be one of those. So I would love a great uh, game. I would, that Alabama ultimately wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then I feel like everybody starts talking about, see, you know, blah, blah, blah. The SEC isn't that good. All that stuff. And then we're going to come back and they're going to talk about how the SEC is off like this next yeah. year. It's a down year for the it's SEC. It's a down year. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel pretty like going into next football season, like I pretty much know A&M, like if you look at our schedule, like we really maybe could win, I don't know, five, six games tops. And so mm-hmm. it's good. I feel like that puts me in a good 
<laughs> mindful place for football season 2007. Like my, my expectations are already managed. Yeah, they're low. They're low. They're low. And that's sometimes that's a kid. Sometimes it's better not to expect much out of life. (laughs) That's why we have to see movies like La La Land. That's exactly right. To make us dream because we are, we are are mired down in realism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. here in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you have it. So did you read anything while you were sick? No, I have not read one book. In fact, somebody posted somewhere on something and said, I wish you would do a book list or do some book reviews or whatever. I always like your recommendations. And I thought, well, that's all good and fine, but I have not read anything. Mm -hmm. Um, There just hadn't been anything. There's nothing that I feel. And I even went to Barnes and Noble like the day after Christmas just to kind of walk around and see what was there. And I got two books for Caroline, but I was like, there's nothing. It's like food. I was like, there's nothing here I want to read. So in all of the books, there's nothing I feel like reading. I don't know what I want. It's just a season of reflection for you, I think. <laughs> it's just a just a a time to reflect, renew. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it. And it's like, and then I'm just junk instead. I don't know what to eat, so I'm going to eat these Oreos. I don't know what to read, so I'm just going to watch Real Housewives instead. I mean, yes. it's just, I don't know. I can't, there's nothing that's like. There, there's nothing that is compelling me to read it right now. And I'm sure that, I mean, I have no doubt there are some great books out there. There's just nothing that I've wanted to pick up and devote the time to. What right. about you? Um, I read a book Saturday that Jamie Golden had recommended called Before the Fall that, um, mm-hmm. that, that was very like intriguing. It was a little, parts of it were a little rough for me, like in terms of just the subject matter. Um, I would, again, I would not say it was a super uplifting book but it was an interesting commentary on some okay. different parts of society so um but it was a quick read I mean you know and it was it was kind of instantly pulled me in which I those are my favorite books where I yes. read two pages and I'm like well I've got to see where this is going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I read that and that's that's it I think as far <coughs> as the last couple of weeks of what I've read there was a book that I almost bought on Kindle yesterday um but I think I'm just going to get it from the library or try oh, okay. to get it like on my iPad from the library. Um, okay. I thought the Kindle version was kind of expensive. So, oh, okay. but you know, I like a Kindle version. I know you like a real book. I like a Kindle yeah, version. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still a, I'm still a real book person. It's the Kindle would be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, the Kindle would be so much easier, but I'm just not, I don't know. Well, I read on my iPad, but it's because David always goes to sleep before I do. And so I can lie in the bed and read mm. on my iPad, whereas I can't lie in bed and read a book because I'd have to leave the light on. So, yes, that makes sense. That so makes it's, sense. It's a convenience thing. Yeah, I hear you. I hear well, this you. has been a riveting. I mean, I don't well, know when we've really probably laid out more just, I don't know, compelling, captivating. I know. I know we don't we don't really have much I'm I apologize it's really on me because I've I've been a recluse I'm a hermit I have nothing to contribute so I've lost my this is what happens is it's like I've lost my social skills I've just been here (laughs) and so I've lost all my social skills I don't know how to have normal conversation I noticed that about myself at church yesterday because I was seeing people and talking and whatever. And I mean, finally, it was like I was talking for a while. And I was like, well, I need to go clean the coffee urn. Because I was like, I cannot stand here. I don't I, I don't know how to make And I start to cough when I talk too much, too. And so I was like, I, this is all too much. My brain, I can't. I have nothing to contribute. Listen. So. It's understandable. 
I know. I just, I don't know what happens. It's the, so anyway, that's, that's, that's where I am. Well, we but. were, we were, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about yesterday. We were talking at lunch to Alex about, we were talking about phones and, and just, you know, how everybody's always got a screen in front of them and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And David was saying, it's a valuable skill to like, to learn how to make small talk and to, to kind of be confronted, you know, with a situation where you don't have a, the default of just, you know, going and looking at your screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is exactly right. And then it's, but even as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Remember that? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. That? I know. I know. It just, it's, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's where I am. I'm like, I've got to relearn how to make small talk because I haven't, I haven't been out in the world. So. Um, I need to be social. Whereas Perry, I can tell, you know, he's such an extrovert mm-hmm. that now that he's feeling better and I'm starting to feel better, he's like, well, do you want to have people? What do you want to have people over this weekend? Do you want to do like, he's so ready to like <laughs> have people over and do stuff and entertain and all that stuff, which I appreciate. And that's good. That's, I need to be married to somebody like that. Cause if I were married to somebody like me, right, I don't, we, we'd end up on some documentary. We'd end up on some sort of, it's, it's great gardens. Yeah. Yes. So, it's good because he's ready to go and be social and, and talk and all that stuff. But I, I can tell because Caroline is more like me in that way. And I got real tickled because he asked her, I don't know, like Saturday. He's like, so have you texted with any of your friends? And she's like, no. Nah. And he was like, well, you ought to text him and see like how they're Chris. And she's like, yeah. And like, yeah. I thought she isn't anymore going to pick up her phone. She doesn't, she's dialed out right now. So she didn't want to text her friends right now. Like it's just, it's, but it puzzles him. Like he doesn't, he doesn't get that. Right. So. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm telling you, we're, we're exactly the same around here. Like just, I don't know what that says about the kind of lives we're all living. Like when the, when, when things are normal and, and, you know, we're in school on a normal schedule and, and normal practice schedule and all that kind of stuff. But apparently it is overwhelming to us all. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like, just give us a window of a few days at home, and we mm-hmm. will, we will, we will see how long we can go without leaving. Yeah, because yeah. yesterday David was like, you know, we couldn't get out of the driveway, couldn't get out of the driveway. And finally, he was, we, we, he got the jeep up the driveway. And mm-hmm. He was like, well, y'all want to get a Chewy's? And I was just kind of like, okay, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That mean sure. I have to get dressed. Yeah, yeah sure. that mean I have to get dressed. I know, sure. I know. And I'll get I I and I really am like I'm kind of today turned out to be kind of gray and dreary. But I'm like I am stir crazy. I can feel it. But mm-hmm. I'm also still at that thing where I don't feel a hundred percent yet either. So I'm like I'm not totally ready to reengage just because I still am kind of like that's exhausting. I'm tired. So at some point it'll hit me, and I'll have to rejoin the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't wait to hear all about it. Oh, it'll be fascinating. Just stay tuned. That'll be next week's podcast. <laughs> stay tuned to next week. We talk about our knives. We'll exactly. talk about- Got some new fingernail clippers at the store. <laughs> I I ordered today from Shipped. I ordered the the um <coughs> the, the detergent packets for the washing oh. machine instead of just detergent. So. Stay tuned mm. for that. We'll be sure to mm. to break that down. Well, that'll give everybody a chance to uh, to really <laughs> feel the anticipation of that moment right. for the next podcast. So that's right. We'll do a countdown on Instagram. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. 
till we talk about the detergent packets. To so the detergent packets. Well, I'll be on the edge of our seat for that one. <laughs> yeah. All It'll right. be like that time I talked about my favorite spoon. <laughs> Which, listen, apparently really struck a chord with some people. Well, people <laughs> understand. I mean, you got a spoon that's your favorite. You got to tell the world about it. Hey, you and I both have to put up pictures of our kitchens at some point. I know we really do. I've been waiting because my light fixtures aren't in. Well, they're actually, they got okay. delivered, but I'm waiting because I feel like that is a crucial piece. So I'm okay. kind of waiting, so, but I will at some point for sure. So I'm okay. just kind of waiting for it all to be finished. So they're supposed to come back this week, which probably means next week to put in my lights. Okay. So, all right. But I'll stay tuned. Stay tuned for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Detergent packets and light fixtures. Uh, light fixtures. So this is where all we right. live. Well, this was more fun. This was just a great time. So I hope everybody has a good day. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk to y'all later. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Take